0: Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Drew. Welcome to the Let's Venture Podcast.
1: Here, we celebrate the wins, learn from the losses, and teach you tools to propel your small business forward.
0: From feeling stuck in my healthcare career to creating a thriving photography business
1: to Molly poaching me for my corporate job,
0: we're here to teach you how to build the small business of your dreams.
1: Each week, you'll find yourself feeling motivated, encouraged, and in good company. That's us. So grab your drink of choice.
0: And let's venture.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's Venture podcast. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about dreams.
0: In the wise words of Hillary Duff, this is what dreams are made of. This is my dream podcast to record.
1: I'm surprised you didn't sing that part.
0: I, I have to save everyone's eardrums after last time.
1: <laughs> well, we are dreaming today. Y'all, I can't tell you how often Molly comes into the room and proudly announces, I have an idea. She is the queen of dreaming.
0: I mean, it's true. We'll be laying in bed and I'm like reading my book and then it just hits me. I have all these ideas and I'll look over at Drew. I'm like, Drew, Drew, which I think sometimes you fake sleep.
1: Okay. No confirming or denying.
0: Okay. Either way, I have all these ideas and a lot of times maybe it's just me, but I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just thought of this idea. Okay. Now I have this dream and then I am the queen of if I have a dream, let's make the goals all the way down into daily things to make that happen. And so we're
1: talking about that today.
0: I know. And I, I, just for context, I, if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a three, I am the achiever. No shocker there. I'm competitive. I love a to do list. I love to cross things off. I love to make things happen. And as we're outlining today's podcast, I was thinking through like, have I always been a dreamer? When did this start? Like, was there something that happened that made this part of who I am? And I actually thought through, you know, like I've always been a dreamer, but I've also always been an action taker. And what I mean by that is I have always, ever since I was little, had dreams, but then I've In my brain, I've always known like, okay, I have to like take action for that to happen. So let's rewind the clock to Westfield Elementary. It is 2004 and I am in fifth
1: grade. Oh, I can see it now. You can see it now. Oh yeah.
0: And so Drew, did you, well, you were homeschooled, so you probably didn't have this. Did you ever do the Pacer?
1: No, I did the Pacer. We did it in middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So for those of you who don't know, the Pacer is this race I don't even know what it is. It's a, a test. A test we had to do in PE, and it beeps, and you have to make it to the other side of the gym. And the f- longer you go, the faster you have to go because the beeps get closer together. And so I think it's really just to test like your endurance as a kid. I don't know. Anyways, there was a school record of like eighty as the pacer, and was it up on
1: the board. It was like up on the, it on the board. It up was up in a gym. framed board. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And so your name got put there and then what your record was. And so in fifth grade, I decided I will break the pacer record. And I didn't just. <laughs> Keyword
1: will. I will. I will, I will
0: do this. But part of just who I am is I knew, like, I was not a runner at the time. Yes, I played soccer and basketball and all those fun things, but I didn't just like go out and run for fun all the time. So I knew to break the pacer, I have to get in shape for this. I have to prepare for this. And so. What did I do? What any fifth grader would do. I laced up my K-Swisses and headed out to recess and decided that was my training time.
1: K-Swiss.
0: Oh, yeah. So after a...
1: Nutri- was that post-lunch?
0: Yeah. After a nutritious meal of corn dog nuggets, canned <laughs> corn and chocolate milk, I would go out to recess. And I was like, great. I have 30 minutes to do something with this time. And so I decided to run a mile every single day at recess. And as a I, fifth grader. Yeah, I know. Wow. It, a little odd, but here we are. And I ended up creating a running club because people were like, "What is this girl doing?" And then other fifth graders started running with me. But I started running. I started training, and then it was time for the pacer. And my parents are so kind, and they they knew I was very invested in this. And so my mom got me the cutest TJ Maxx like running outfit. And so it's like time for PE. I like go to the bathroom, change into my running matching outfit, lace up my K Swisses even tighter because I'm I can like, I have
1: the Tigers playing. Oh
0: yeah. I'm like, I've got to do
1: this
0: and you better bet I got the Pacer record.
1: Come on, Molly. I know. I
0: know. So I tell that story because yes, it's kind of hilarious, but also this is just part of who I am is I love to dream, but I love to achieve my dreams and I am very passionate about making it into tangible steps. And so the process I used in fifth grade. Okay. That's not the process we're going to teach today, but there is some proof in that pudding. And that is part of what I'm going to be teaching you today is how to take your big dreams and make them into tangible
1: steps. That's so rad. I think that's cool how it translates over into what you did in your business and yeah. how Let's Venture started. I think it's cool that on this podcast, we get to talk about the structure of what brought this podcast and Let's Venture as a whole to life. Today, we're going to talk about you know how to take a dream, break down those steps in that you feel confident in taking and steps that actually make sense for you and your business.
0: Totally. And kind of like Drew mentioned, this process is what we use to bring Let's Venture to life. And so something I'm kind of excited about is we're going to be talking a lot about how I use this process to make Between the Pine what it is and what it will continue to grow to be but also this is the process we use for Let's Venture. And so as you know, Let's Venture just started. And so you guys are starting to see, you know, this is where they're at in this year. And over time, you'll see where we're going to take it based on the dreams we have and the steps we have in place.
1: So that's the perfect transition, Molly. What does it mean to have a dream for your business?
0: Totally. So when I think about having a dream for your business, it is what you're looking at for to be the end goal, right? Mm -mm. So of course I'll use a hiking analogy. You know, it's like you get to the trailhead and you see a million switchbacks you have to get up to, to get to the summit, to get to the place you're trying to get to, but you have to start somewhere. So you have to start at that trailhead and slowly make your way up the switchbacks in order to get to the summit. So that's kind of what having a dream is and then how you're going to break it down because you can't just magically make your way to the summit.
1: Yeah, I think it's so cool that, Dreams like that most of the time come out of the purest of intentions, meaning your why or your values are inter- integrated into the why of the dream.
0: Totally. I think that's so important too. Of when you're creating these big dreams and you're like, okay, I want this to happen, you have to have at the center of it, what's my why? And, you know, we talked about this with Laura on the podcast on episode six. Uh, Yes, on episode six of what was her why? How did she define success? And that's Mm going to help move the needle forward for you in getting to your big dreams. But having your why and having it be pure intentions is going to keep you so motivated. And then if people come at you and they're like, that's a crazy dream or you're never going to get there or why would you want to do that? You know down in your heart I know my why, I know my intentions, and I know how I'm going to get there. And it's going to keep you motivated.
1: Yeah, this helps you have more skin in the game and keeps you motivated, like Molly said. Totally. Like, for example, I kind of pressure test dreams that I have for the business. I can see almost right away if the dream isn't motivated by a why that I have. Totally. Some of these ideas might work to create revenue in the short term, right? Like cash in the door, quick, quick, quick. But to quote Simon Sinek from his book, Start With Why, just because it works... Does not make it right?
0: Ooh, that's good, Simon. That's good stuff right there. It's true because, you know, having dreams that are just like to make quick cash or don't have the intentions of like your deep down why is not going to keep you motivated. It's going to be a lot harder to get there. But when you feel aligned with what you're doing and you feel that it makes you come alive, those dreams are going to feel so motivating. And then having the steps to get there is just the most empowering thing. Okay. I'm, I'm so I'm, fired up. I'm
1: fired up too. So coming from a I have a question from a not not natural dreamer. Okay. So you going back to your example, I was thinking about this when you were talking about the PACER test. Yeah. In middle school, I decided in I had PE in fourth period. Okay. And I decided in third period, just randomly out of the blue, that I was gonna set the push up test record.
0: Are we both record holders?
1: I, not anymore. So oh, they okay. they announced the records after fourth period, and so I set the record. They oh. announced it to the whole school, and I was like on cloud nine.
0: Wait, did it like you stand by the lockers and you were like, "Where are you, popular girls? Oh, like here no. I am."
1: <laughs> no, people were like, "Who's that guy?" Oh, I don't, yeah, I would have been.
0: I would have had a crush on you.
1: Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, they announced. So if you set a record from first period to fourth period, they set. They announced that right after fourth period. If yep. you set a record from fifth period to seventh period, they announced that at the end of the day. Okay. It turns out that someone had broken my record in fifth period. So I held the uh-huh. record for approximately about one hour. Who was it? I don't remember his name, but- You he, don't? He did like two more pushups than I did.
0: Ah, oh, come on. And
1: anyway, my point in saying that is- I'm not a natural dreamer. I just came up with that idea in third period, right? What if someone who's listening right now is not a natural dreamer and doesn't come up with these wild ideas all the time?
0: Totally. I think this is such a good point. And I think, I think first and foremost, no, like, It is okay if your brain is not the type that's like, I have a dream. I have an idea all the time. Because like Drew said, actually, when we were outlining this podcast, of course, I was getting all fired up about dreams and goals. And I was like, Drew, okay, like, just think about what are your next, your dreams for the next five years? I could list off my seven right now. And Drew she
1: she rattled them off and I went, that sound cool.
0: He's like, yeah, like, those I, are cool dreams. Yeah. He was like, I like those ones. I'm like, no, but what are your own? He's like, Molly, my brain doesn't work that way. I was like, good point. Let's talk about that in the podcast. But so, I think it's
1: cool too. Like, I think it'd be cool to work that way. Totally.
0: Know? Totally. So here are kind of like two prompts for you. If you're like, I don't have dreams. I'm not very goal oriented. These are ways you can kind of get the wheels turning. The first one is what is something that I've always wanted to do. So what are those things that your mind always kind of creeps back to and you kind of dream up, daydream about things like that? So Mm. for example, you know, it could be, I have always wanted to be a morning person, or I have always wanted to write a book, or I've always wanted to learn how to cook, things like that.
1: Okay. So can you give some examples from a business side? Like what are things you've always wanted to do from a business point of view?
0: Totally. So maybe you're thinking about this for your business and you're like, I've always wanted to make this into my full-time job or Mm. I've always wanted to hire someone or I have always wanted to write a book, you know, and that be part of what I do as my like career. When I get to the core of why I admire Michelle Obama, it's I admire her bravery. Mm. Michelle Obama set out to change something that was fundamentally on every single package of food. The nutrition label. She went as a whole USDA
1: across the board.
0: Yes. She went out to go against the big dogs in the food industry and change what was showing up on kids plates at lunch. So like a.k.a. corn dog nuggets and canned corn and
1: chocolate milk, you know, with a why her why was bettering humans health for the future.
0: Right. But I think about that and I'm like the bravery to do that. Now, Michelle had this goal. She had this dream and she also knew like, yes, Michelle had a team to do that, but she knew she had to take action in order to start getting there and break it into steps, and so just kind of going back to this prompt, like what do you see in the world that you admire, and then get to the core of what you admire in that, so for me, I admire Michelle Obama, and when I really get to the core of it, I admire her bravery, so Michelle, if you're listening, oh my gosh, hi.
1: Come on, come on the podcast and melt Molly's heart.
0: I'm already like, I have chills. Oh man. Okay. We got to keep going. Okay.
1: So you said, you mentioned something really critically important there and what this podcast is about. Michelle had a goal or a dream and she broke it down to make it happen and made it happen. Yes. Right. So let's apply some process to the dreams here.
0: Oh, we, you know, we love a good process. It's
1: process time, baby. If you don't already know, I've been a project manager for most of my career and I love a good process process
0: Drew loves a good process so Drew, why don't you just go ahead and talk through like what is a process all of those good things yeah
1: so a good process powered by an inspiring dream can truly change a company or even an industry but if you're wondering how does this apply to my dreams it starts with applying a goal to the dream yeah writing down that goal while overused making it a smart goal smart as an acronym I think we've all heard this one before right?
0: Yep. Specific, measurable, attainable,
1: realistic, realistic,
0: and time-bound. Yep.
1: But let's go deeper than that to apply that to our listeners' goals.
0: Totally. So what we're going to do today is kind of like overview a SMART goal and then kind of shift it into how we use SMART goals to make our dreams into tangible steps.
1: Okay. So we're going to go through this pretty quickly. So let's talk specific. Your goal is basically putting your dream down on paper. This needs to clearly define What you're going to do. It may be that you want to turn your side hustle into a full time hustle. Making that a specific goal would sound like this I will make, enter your business name here, my full time job. Okay. It provides clarity for you and your future self when you're grinding towards that goal. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So moving into measurable, going back to our full time side hustle, the full time hustle example, measurable would be putting a quantifiable goal to it. So I need X dollars. To make this my full-time job is something you could say.
0: Okay, it makes sense.
1: So like I need this money to be able to pay myself, right? Some measurable. Attainable and realistic are similar. Is this goal actually attainable with the resources and time that I have? Is it realistic to assume I can accomplish it? Let me follow that statement with this. I'm all in for being realistic, but don't let this stop you. Totally. You are an entrepreneur. You have what it takes to overcome obstacles. Don't let something that seems unattainable now stop you from even starting towards it.
0: That's yes, Drew.
1: But like, for example, the Wright brothers worked on a plane that they could achieve flight for four years before they actually attained the unattainable and flew that plane for the first time. If they knew they wouldn't be able to fly, they would have just stopped, right? They worked for four years without knowing they could fly until they did.
0: So kind of like with that realistic, you're saying like, Yes. Make sure it's realistic. But if it's an audacious goal, like that doesn't mean it's not realistic.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You can do it. Love that. So the last one is time-bound. This is another tool that can do some good by holding you accountable. But as an entrepreneur, I know things come up. You're working on a ton of different things. And sometimes challenges can arise. Don't stress out. When setting goals next, we'll talk about applying time to them and how it doesn't have to be stressful.
0: All right. So now that we have reviewed SMART goals, we're going to kind of talk through this in the way that we use this process. So let's do this thing. Let's start, Drew, with long-term.
1: Yep. So as an aviation nerd, I like to talk in terms of elevation when you're looking down on a goal. Okay. So if the dream is at 50,000 feet, we've talked about that. The long-term goal, which is the next step, is at 30,000 feet. So you're getting closer to reality as you define the goal. Tangible steps would be at ground level. So we'll get there eventually but we're kind of coming down in elevation right now.
0: All right. So long-term goals are those big dreams that you have, and we're going to break them down into chunks of time. So we're not talking right now about months, but we're going to be talking about years. So for example, five years ago, I had the dream of being an elopement photographer. I had just started between the pine as a photography business and Elopements were a little bit newer than they are now. And I I love the outdoors. I love to hike. I love helping people get outside. That was my reasoning and my why was to make the outdoors accessible for people on their wedding day. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, that dream of becoming an elopement photographer- five years ago was really scary, but I knew at my, you know, the core of my why this, this made sense. And this dream could be something I could break down. So I defined my dream of becoming solely an elopement photographer at between the pine. Okay. And I decided I'm going to do this in five years. So that was my long-term goal.
1: Yeah. So you're assigning light structure around your dream, right? Okay. So assigning structure to those different altitudes is how we get closer to ground level steps moving forward.
0: Right. And so kind of too, just so people understand the structure, you start with your big dream yep, and then you kind of build your way backwards from there. So now to use Drew's analogy, let's zoom in to 20,000 feet to the short-term goals.
1: All right. So similar to long-term goals, let's continue defining that dream. Short-term goals should support getting your long-term goals done.
0: Totally. So going back to Between the Pine, I had this goal of being an elopement photographer in five years. So now I started to break this down into yearly goals. So I started to kind of phase out doing bigger weddings and I started phasing up that I would be doing just elopements in order to get to meet that five-year
1: goal. That makes sense. So you're basically assigning those steps. As you get over year over year to get to your five-year goal.
0: Right. We're slowly just building back. And I'm kind of glossing over in my one-year goals and stuff. I also had in there, you know, like specific advertisements and things would have to happen to make people start booking me for elopements. I'd have to do styled shoots by X amount of time, things like that. Those were short-term goals. But then zooming in even further, Mm -hmm. we have milestones. Yep. So putting milestones to your short-term goals keeps you accountable and gives you a schedule to getting those goals completed. And you know, I love a checklist.
1: So it starts getting tangible here. It yes. starts getting like holding you accountable to doing those steps For yeah
0: So we're going from five-year yearly. Now we're going monthly. So for example, okay, I wanted to be an elopement photographer. I had never shot an elopement in my life, taken a couple out into the mountains, anything like that. So one of my milestones was to make a styled shoot, to plan a styled shoot so I could start to have content to show people this is what I'm going to do.
1: So that you could like achieve your short-term goal, which was in a year shooting maybe one elopement.
0: Exactly. So I knew if I'm going to book an elopement, I have to like show people that's what I'm doing and have marketing material. So I made a milestone for myself that, you know, in three months I would do a styled shoot. Now, was I scared to do this styled shoot? Yep. You betcha. But I did it because it was a milestone and I I love achieving goals. And so I knew I have to create milestones that will move the needle forward to get to that big dream.
1: And you're being able to measure your progress. Yes. All right. So down to the last step. Yes. Where we're at actionable ground level steps. So let's recap first. You have a dream. You want to be an elopement photographer. Yep. Long-term goal to define that dream. I'm going to be an elopement photographer in five years. Yep. Okay. Short-term goal is creating the support and structure to accomplish that long-term goal. Totally. Okay. And then you define milestones for the short-term goal, creating accountability and a timeline. Yep. Okay. So now you can cr- actually create tangible steps.
0: Yes, exactly. We're so, at the
1: part where you can put one foot in front of another.
0: Exactly. So we started really, you know, wide, and now we're getting super narrow. And this is these actionable steps are kind of like your daily choices. They're the things mm. that are going to move the needle forward. So for me, going back to that example of I want to shoot an elopement. Within one year of like making, you know, I want to be an elopement photographer in five years. So in this like first year, I want to shoot one elopement. I want to book one elopement. Okay. One of my milestones was I have to do a styled shoot to get content for people to book me. So my action steps for that became daily, right? I had to find a couple. I had to rent a dress or buy a dress. I had to partner with a florist. I had to, you know, find people to make this happen. Decide on the trail, decide on the date, make a process that people could follow so that when I did this styled shoot, the right people were there. I had the things that I needed Also, I had to have money to make this happen. And so Mm. those were all actionable steps to make me hit that milestone. Once I hit that milestone, that helped me then move towards booking an elopement, which then helped me become just an elopement photographer. So you're
1: zooming back out there. Yep.
0: So do you see how it's like, You take that big goal, you break it down into smaller things all the way down into daily choices. And those daily choices build to milestones, build to short-term goals, build to that long-term goal.
1: But I feel like that's so important to know that putting one step or one foot in front of another, right? Like calling that florist to get those flowers for that uh, style style shoot. shoot, right? Like. Yeah. Those are little tiny steps, but one foot in front of another, by the time you make that phone call and you get the flowers in your door, you are that much closer to being an elopement photographer. And yes, it takes time. Five years is a long time. Yep. But if you put one foot in front of the other and keep that motivation, you can do it.
0: You can achieve those goals. And I don't want to gloss over this. Like, it's scary. It can feel uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. Like. Doing a cold pitch to a florist of why they should work with me for a styled shoot of an elopement and I had nothing to prove for it. That was scary. I got no's. I got a lot of no's. Pretty sure I ended up even paying for those flowers, but I did it. And that's what helped me become where I am today in between the pine. And so I just want to encourage you if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I I have this dream, but I it makes me feel so uncomfortable to even like try that. Like, I want to challenge you today. Write that goal down make it into long-term, short-term milestones and action steps because you can do this. You can do this. And if the core of what you're doing is that why and it has good intentions, you will be able to push the needle forward.
1: So in conclusion, today we've taken a big dream you have and broken it down all the way to tangible steps. We hope that this process can work for you as well as it's worked for us and Molly. And we hope to see those tangible results come to life in your business as well as ours.
0: Yes, and I'm so confident that if you follow this structure, you will see those dreams come to life. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Let's Venture Podcast. I just want to say really quick, We are so thankful for you. We have loved getting to know this community over in our Facebook page. And you can join that at let's-venture.com slash Facebook so we can get to know you more. And we just really appreciate each and every one of you that tune in every week. So we will see you next week. And until then, carve out some time, light the candle, make the tea, start (laughs) dreaming and make those action items. You've got this.
1: See you next week.